Are we live? I think we're live. Awesome. Hey, Brent Hustlers. Um, 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 oh, gosh. This is Jess with Printavo, um, and I have Steve with Canvas Inc. here, um, and he is going to tell us a little bit more about automation in your shop and how to supercharge your shop using Printavo. Sweet. Thanks, Jess. All right. I hope everyone's doing well. Um, this is insane. Uh, we thought this was just going to be like a small group of 20 or 30 of us. And we had 285 people um, register for this. Looks like there's 140 people on right now. Um, I see the intros from all around. This is awesome. Um, so I'll just introduce myself very quickly. My name is Stephen Farrig. I own Campus Inc. Printing. Um, I, my shop is in central Illinois. Um, I started using Printavo five years ago. Um, I took over a, um, can everyone, can you guys hear me? Audio is good. Can everyone hear me? Thumbs up if you can hear me. Sweet. Cool. Thanks. All right. So um, took over a shop five years ago. Uh, it was a mom and pop shop. They did three quarters of a million dollars. Um, they ran an auto um, manual, uh, very local business. It was on a college campus. We scaled the company um, four or five times so far over. Um, we have about 100 or so employees, including students. My main sales force um, are students. We primarily target the Greek market on other campuses. Um, fortunate enough to have a degree in kind of like systems engineering and kind of industrial design. And so um, basically I, I kind of was thrown into this industry and figured I would have to, you know, create a, a machine as if, if we call it. So um, my goal for today is to really go through Zapier, have some fundamental understandings um, and make sure you can leave today with a couple of tangibles. Um, we are going to do because of how much Kind of excitement this garnish we are going to do um two other uh um, trainings or webinars so we're going to start with some basics today um, i know there's tons of people with lots of questions hey how do i make a zap specifically for this or this or this or this um, my goal is to show you the fundamentals so that you can then start to learn how to do it yourself um, i can't make every zap for every shop. Um, it would just not work out in a call. So we're going to go through what the zaps do, um, the triggers, the actions, all those things. Uh, and then you can kind of go back to your shop, mess around with it, um, try things out, share. Um, and I'm sure this will, this will create um, a bunch of work. Um, so before I start, uh, it's kind of imperative if you're on Printavo that you are using premium. Um, Zapier doesn't work if you're not on premium. Um, uh, basically for me, I, in any technology that I subscribe to, I either say it's, you know, you're gonna use people or you're gonna use technology. Technology is most of the time always cheaper. So if you're not already using premium, shameless plug, hit up Jess. She could give you a free month trial, I think on your, on your shop. Uh, because the tools that we love the most are all on premium and that's, you know, the status changes and all the automation and all that stuff. Um, I show this at a lot of the presentations that I use. Um, I connect every single app I possibly can. It's 
Um, Justin, I can make a shot for every – you're hilarious, Justin Moore. Um, Justin, just keep bringing the jokes the whole the whole time. You can be uh, Peanut Gallery and Oklahoma, Justin. Anyways, uh, I try to connect as many apps as I possibly can together, but I realize that some apps um, just don't work uh, and some don't connect. So that doesn't mean I stop using them or that doesn't mean we throw them out completely. There might be a feature that I really like out of one application and I might pay the 30 bucks a month just for that specific thing. Um, so we don't really um, you know, discriminate or anything like that. If there's a tool that we like and there's something on there that we that you know we can use, we don't hesitate whatsoever. I probably spend anywhere from $1,500 to $2,000 a month on technology, um, whether it's monday.com or Trello or Asana or Zapier or Slack, um, an employee costs anywhere between thirty, fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. I say that my technology is more or less like an employee of mine. It's going to work for me. It's going to work when I'm not looking. It's probably going to work better than me. Um, so goals for today are going to be making sure that you have a really sound list of status changes, um, that you understand status change notifications. Um, starting to create a printable status list for your shop, um, starting to maybe you know create a map for your shop or a map for different types of automation that you use, um, and then rolling right into Zapier. So some of this might be review, and I apologize. I just wanna make sure that we're all on the same page um, before we get going. Um, I always look up to shops that are you know bigger than us, um, and you know, I, picking on Justin Moore and, and, and at Barrel Maker, but Justin runs a shop much bigger than ours. Justin from Oklahoma Printing also runs a shop much bigger than ours. And um, a lot of people will, you know, not complain, but they'll say like, oh, this doesn't work for me in this way or this way or this way. Um, and so before we get going, Justin Lawrence, I just invited you to see if I could share your screen um so if you could in a second he's connecting right now uh i was blown away i thought we used printavo to an extreme and then i saw justin at oklahoma shirt company and i was just absolutely mind blown um at the way that they use the tool um and and that goes to show what makes printavo unique is every single shop is different and every single shop is going to use it slightly differently that's the beauty of printavo so Justin, I'm going to toggle the mic over to you. I just want you really quickly to show your calendar view. Um, so I'm going to to you right now. Can you hear me? Yeah, you can. Uh, first of all, you dick. It's called Oklahoma Shirt Company, not Oklahoma Print Shop. I know you're a little nervous. It's okay. You're forgiven. Uh, yeah, so... One of the things that we do, um, like we just use it to, I don't know if you can see my screen or not. If I change over out of a different browser, can you see that? You're muted. I can't hear you. I don't know what we're doing. Hold on. You're, you're going to have to click the share your application window. Oh, okay. Uh, share. Not right now, no. Uh, share screen. 
open system preference. Oh my God. We probably could have like workshop this beforehand. Application window. Uh, yep. Yep. Safari share. Can you see that? Oh God, this is tight. Um, uh, your entire, oh, there we go. Your entire screen. That should do it. Share. Yeah. Steven, give me a thumbs up. Are we good? Thumbs down. Okay. How about now? Can you see this? Yes. Well, uh, I'll get Justin to send me a screenshot, uh, and then uh, and then we can uh, we can show you guys later. Um, uh, just because it is incredible, um, I totally texted Justin like eight minutes ago and was like, "I want to share your Printavo," and uh, he's like, "Sure, totally." And obviously, we couldn't wing it. Um, so, anyways. Um, all right, so let's talk a little bit about status changes. Um, everyone can still hear me good. Um, when we talk status changes, um, we basically have in our shop over 92 different statuses, okay? And I have a Google Doc running of every single status and what it does um, because there's no way that everyone in my business can, uh, can remember exactly what they need to do and at the same time, not every status is associated to every single person, right? And so, um, you know, we have so many statuses, but we have so many statuses because there's a place and a position for everything. Uh, and sometimes we delete statuses, add statuses, we'll make some new ones, but we heavily rely on status change notifications. Um, and just to kind of give everyone a background, status change notifications are simply four basic functions. It's either emailing the customer, um, emailing a person, uh, texting a person, text, texting a customer. Uh, and those functions right there, whether you're texting the customer, the salesperson, or um, a specific person every time, that's how we use most of our, um, most of our automation. Uh, I have 92 statuses. I am a for-profit business, so I won't necessarily just show you everything. Um, but, uh, you know, it's one of those things where the statuses that we have might not even relate to you. Uh, we have a status in here that says, you know, Jed help Jordan. That's when Jordan, who is our junior artist, is, you know, like flustered. He just hits that button and it sends Jed a text message. You can screenshot all you want, um, won't, won't do you any help. But anyways, uh, first thing when I see shops, I notice that they don't have very many statuses. And so it's not like you have to go invent a bunch of different statuses, uh, but you wanna go through every single part of the business and figure out like, you know, where could there be a status for this or this or this or this. Um, this is what I use. I use a tool called draw.io. Uh, Draw.io is a Google Doc plugin, and that's how we map our Printavo and our Zapier and, and all the different kind of flows that we have. So if there's something you take away from the call today, download or get Draw.io, um, start using it. Uh, and then what you can actually do is say like, okay, 
you know, proposal out for approval. That's a status that we created and it emails the customer right there. So for us, a big thing that we do is, um, is using status change notifications to send customer emails. We don't necessarily use the messages tool. Um, for us, we just found that if we kept them at statuses, it was the same message every single time. Um, now, some people would say, you know, uh, the status change email isn't glamorous. Uh, we've been doing it that way for a really long time and not had any issues. Most of our customers are tuned to knowing, hey, you're going to get these emails that are going to come from this. Um, and that's the system that's that's driving the bus. Are there prettier ways to do it? Yes. But we take all the email out of like typing an email out and drafting a message and attaching things. We just use status changes for that. Um, so uh, for my formula, like, you know, and, and, and kind of my logic as we talked about is my time is best spent selling. For someone else, their time might be best spent doing artwork. For your production person, it might be best spent doing scheduling. Um, when you figure out what your automation goals are, they should be directly tied to what you should be spending your time doing. So when I have various things that I automate, the people are like, well, why do you automate that? It's one less thing that I have to worry about um, so that I can focus on sales or creative or whatever that is. I'll give you guys an example. Um, we have a square reader at our retail location. And occasionally, um, they, the students don't put the invoice number in the notes. So I basically created a zap that said, if you spend over 50 bucks on the square reader, you're placing an order for something, um, go ahead and send me a Slack message just so I can keep a running tab in case one of those don't get marked as paid. So some of the zaps that you create might not be with Printavo. And actually it's, it's pretty easy to just let apps do different things. So for Zapier to work really well for us, we heavily integrate it with Slack. And Slack is the messaging tool that we use for the entire company um, because Slack has a really, really great um, open API and connects to almost every application out there on the market. Um, so that's what we use for all of our different notifications. Um, so uh, when we're building Zaps, um, it is basically learning to be slightly like an engineer um, and learning how to code a little bit. So we can write a Zap that can take uh, a Printavo order. We could send it over to a tool called ShipStation. We could probably do that in 10 steps. Um, the Printavo developers to make a shipping label probably have 1500 lines of code. So that just goes to show like Zapier is not gonna be perfect. And one of the things I'll, I'll kind of forewarn you on when you're using Zapier, we don't use it for any accounting purposes like because occasionally it breaks. Occasionally we'll get bugs through it and it'll say, hey, this Zap failed. Well, you know, I, I can't be trusting my accounting systems to be doing, you know, a lot of, a lot of that stuff. So when you're using Zapier, realize that you are an engineer, you're working on this machine, you're gonna mess things up, you're gonna break them, but you're gonna continue getting it better and better and better. And if I look at my zaps, like I'm always thinking, okay, how can I make that one step better? What's one application that I can use that might help it out a little bit? Um, so don't get frust frustrated in it. 
Um, but like take it in very like elementary building building blocks. Um, so that's just kind of my, my thing before we really get into it. Um, but yeah, so uh, I'm gonna dive into Zapier. Um, we pay for the premium account of Zapier uh, because uh, if I look at my zaps, um, I mean, we have, you know, in the last week, 656 different zaps that are firing off every single day, minute, seconds, whatever. Um, so you pay per zap, basically. It's kind of like old school text messaging where um, you might not, you know, like you only have 2000 text messages. It's kind of how Zapier works. Um, some of the some of the zaps we have to be careful about because they can run continually in the background. And I'm going to point that out to everyone. But when you log into Zapier, um, basically its its main homepage is just searching with what you can connect. So how can I connect this with this? And you can just type in whatever. So you know if you want to type in Printavo, how can I connect Printavo to um, let's just say uh, Gmail or Google Sheets. And it says, okay, beautiful. Those two things can connect. And what it'll actually do is it'll suggest different types of zaps and you can just click it and say, try this, right? So save a new Printavo invoice to a spreadsheet. Maybe that's something that you want to do or that's something that you want to track. But basically what it'll do is it'll give you suggested zaps um, and you can click them and you can just kind of start working on it and it'll talk you through it. Zapier is very user friendly. What it's basically trying to do is dumb down coding and, and dumb down what we call two APIs talking to each other, right? So with Zapier, there's basically two major functions. The first function is gonna be triggers the second function is gonna be an action. Um, what's awesome is um, uh, Luke from Printavo um, made a guide for everyone that he just put just just put in the in the chat where you can see what like the documentation for all of the triggers and actions. So trigger is going to um, react. Basically, it's, it's gonna be what the trigger is, right? Um, and then the action is what's gonna happen after that. So every single zap is always gonna have a trigger and an action. Printavo, believe it or not, could be both the trigger and the action. You could send it for loops if you wanted to. Um, but you might find that you use Printavo for the trigger, and then you use another app for the action, and then you actually go back to Printavo to do something else, right? And so um, it's important to understand with every zap, there's a trigger and there's an action. Now, uh, Zapier is not linear in the sense that you can run multiple zaps at once. Um, and then uh, you can also create multi-line zaps with several different tools. So I have a zap that is 11 different zaps in one, and it uses Gmail, Monday, Printavo, um, text formatters, uh, just so many different things. And so, um, you know, you might not just have like one zap. I think after today, uh, the goal that everyone should have is to be able to make at least a zap that does something simple, go from here to there, right? So let's go through um, the 
triggers. Um, the triggers um, that Printavo has built um, are very basic, and these are what the triggers do. So one trigger could be when a new customer is created. So start thinking about or start brainstorming, what do I wanna do with that data when we create a new customer in Printavo? I could think off the top of my head right now, when one of my salespeople puts in a new customer, um, I wanna add that customer to MailChimp. Just add them to MailChimp so we know that we have their information captured so that we can start marketing to them, okay? So that would be a time when you use the new customer trigger. Um, maybe you wanna take it a step further and say, when we add a new customer, then you can send them a welcome email. Hey, we saw that you know you, you've been working with someone. Um, I'm Steven, I'm you know one of the founders of the company. If you need anything, I'm here for you. That could be automated. Um, say you had a new customer and you're also using a tool like close.io or you're using a tool like um, uh, HubSpot or any of the CRM tools, you could say, when we create a new customer in Printavo, then we want to add them to our CRM as well. Um, yeah, they're recording this entire cast, so we're gonna be able to send it out. Um, and we're gonna answer questions at the end. So um, if you wanna start, you know, if you have questions that are important, you can kind of go through them and, and I'll be happy to, uh, to answer them as best of my ability. Um, so that's the trigger. Um, and that's when you're gonna use the customer trigger. Uh, the payment trigger is just when a payment is applied in Printavo. Um, and so this is for me, something that I use just to see how often we're collecting money. I literally have a Slack channel between me and myself called receivables. And whenever we apply a payment in Printavo, it just sends me a Slack message saying, you got money, okay? Um, and that's for me to know like, okay, cool, we collected that. All right, we collected that. Oh, that $7,000 order, we collected that. It's just a ticker that runs in my background and I check it every night um, because when we talk about cash flow and we wanna know how much money we have in our bank, I'm like, oh, okay, we got you know 30 grand in or whatever, 10 grand in. So that's something that we use for payments. Um, you could use the trigger payment to send a thank you email if you'd like. Um, you could do a lot with that. Uh, inquiry, if you use the inquiry tool that Printavo has on your website, um, basically you can take that, capture that data whenever an inquiry comes in and then you can do something with it. Um, you could send them an email saying, hey, someone's gonna be with you shortly. Uh, or someone, you know, or you could add them to your MailChimp like we talked about. Uh, another trigger is called task is when a task is created. We don't really use this one that much, but say um, if a task was added, you could uh, find the user that it's associated to and maybe send them a text message if you wanted. Um, I'm gonna I'm gonna cover the red one last because that is something that we need to use caution with. Uh, the trigger for expenses is going to be when an expense is added. Maybe you want to chart that to a Google Doc. Um, what we do with all of our sales reps or our sales general managers 
is they have to add the cost of the goods into every product or to every invoice. Uh, and then that's how they get their commission or they calculate commissions based on gross profit. So if you wanted to chart out the invoice and the expense to a Google Doc and attach it to a user, you could then start to graph that over time. New invoice status, you will never wanna use that because that's literally if you go into my account and create an invoice status, um, maybe Bruce made that when he was a teenager coding, coding that one. Um, so you will never use the new invoice status unless for some reason you want to notify the world or someone when you've created a new status in Printavo, not updated status. Uh, new user, um, if you know you add a new user and you wanna send them a welcome email or send them something, here's an instance where um, say you're adding a contract customer as a user in Printavo and you have a welcome guide for them. You could say when we create a new user, send them the welcome guide for our contract customers. Um, okay, updated quotes and invoices. So uh, that is a trigger that you will use a lot, but I have to caution everyone because updated quotes and invoices, you might think that it's when a status actually changes colors, right? So, um, you know, when I change this from um, printed to delivered, go, you know, and that's the status change. That's, that's what triggers it. Believe it or not, it's actually if any change is made to the invoice whatsoever. So literally um, on my screen, if I take this order and I push it right here, that will create a trigger right there because I have changed the production due date on that order. So we have to use a lot of caution because if you have triggers running, if you, if you are trying to rely it on being in a status, but maybe they're updating the artwork on it or they're um, changing something on it like a date or they do anything, literally they open it up, they change it and they click save. Um, oh, you guys just see my Slack. Really? Still? Oh, um, uh, you should be able to see my printout now. If you change anything on that order, it will create the trigger. So we wanna be very careful because um, you could run out of zaps instantly. Um, and I didn't realize this at first. And then I was like, I mean, we have invoices changing literally all the time. And I use like five or 6,000 zaps. And I was like, where, where did this come from? So. It is on my um, birthday list from Bruce to create a zap that um, is only status-based and that would help us out a ton. Um, and that's something that um, he said that we could we could start working on. We're not gonna give you a due date for that because I just asked him like a couple weeks ago, but we do know that that is something that would help a lot. So just don't, if you know, don't think that it's just the color change is going to be the updated invoice is going to be the trigger. It's any change on there. So uh, if you see a zap happening twice and you're like, why is this happening twice? It's because you literally changed one thing on there. And I have a workaround for that. Hi, Justin. What's 2035? Um, so let's see here. All right, so um, with our, I'm just gonna go back to my screen. 
to show you guys actions. I'm just going to keep this open so that I can toggle around. So there are the triggers and then there's actions associated to them. When will Bruce make my zap? 2035. Well, I'll, I'll take the under. Um, all right. Printavo mapped actions. So this is how Printavo can then do things, right? So Printavo can create customers. It can create payments. It can create an inquiry. So let's just say for a second, you use a robust form on your website. Um, and, uh, you know, it's it's maybe through jot form or something, but you still want it to show up in inquiries. You could create a zap that actually just puts it in inquiries as well, just so you at least have or capture that data. Um, creating quotes and invoices. Yes, you can create quotes and invoices. Yes, you can do it with multiple line items. No, you cannot add specific size columns. That is one of the harder zaps to do. I'm not going to be covering it today just because it is intense. We do it with Shopify. Um, we run a lot of different Shopify brands. And uh, I'll just show you guys um, over here. Um, these are the different Shopify zaps coming in. Um, and you're able to map quite a bit, but you can't map some of the categories, the items, the colors, things like that. Um, it is a very, very difficult zap to do. It can be done, but it takes a lot of love and a lot of patience. Um, we basically just put this in Shopify, uh, from Shopify to Printavo, just to notify our team that they've got uh, orders that need to be processed that day. Um, so that is a tough one to create a quote or an invoice, um, but it can be done. Create an expense. Um, creating a task, finding. So Zapier is going to do a lot of search for you. It's going to find customers. So you could search a customer by email, and that's the best way to search in Printavo. Um, or you could search by an invoice number, right? So the combination of actions um, that they have already built in is called find or create. So uh, if you want to, you know, you know, say you get an inquiry on your job form, you don't necessarily want to create another customer because we know how fun it is to sort all the different customers on Printavo. So what you're going to want to do is first search for that email, right? See if it's there. If it's not, create a new customer, right? And then carry on forward. So find or create is just a shorthand form of the actions that are there. Um, and if you have questions along the way and you want to just post them in the questions and answers thing, um, when I'm going through these, sorry, I know I go through some of them kind of fast, um, but it's important to, uh, to get through all of this. Um, so we've got triggers, we've got actions, and then we also have what we call formatters um, or filters, sorry. So Zapier is going to um, have a function built in where it can then take what Printavo has given it and apply its own logic to it. So one of the filters is called paths. So we would call that a uh, conditional logic. What that basically means is um, if the status meets condition A, maybe we want it to do this. If the status meets condition B, maybe we want it to do that. 
Um, I'll give you an example of one that I, I just came up with is for conditional logic. If a payment is applied and it's over $2,000, um, send me a text message so that I can say thank you to that customer, whatever that is, right? Uh, if the order is under $2,000, I don't care to know about it. Here's another one. If a payment is under you know, $100, put it on a Google Doc so we can talk about it at our company meeting on why we shouldn't take orders under $100, okay? So those might just be things that you're like, oh, that might just be a good thing to track. So why don't I create some conditional logic for it so that we have that data running? Another filter that Zapier has is called filters. Filters is whether or not something should occur. And a filter is basically um, if, if it looks like this, then do that. So um, if we're in Zapier right here, and I'm just going to pull up a Zap, um, and we'll just create a really basic one right here uh, with an invoice that's, um, say an invoice got updated, okay? Then a filter would be an in-between step. An in-between step basically is just like, I want to do this before I go. So a filter would say like, if the status contains these words, well, these words might be delivered. So that's the filter. Or if the customer email, you know, uh, is and contains an EDU account, maybe you wanna track that EDU, then, you know, that's your filter there. Or maybe you filter it based on um, a hashtag, right? or maybe you filter it based on a company. If it contains uh, these words in there, right? Apple or Google or Facebook, uh, make sure that you know we do, um, they get a different email or a different thing like that. So filtering is basically just siphoning out the zaps based on what logic Printavo is giving it, right? Um, and so you can filter anything that Printavo is gonna give you. And basically, Printavo is going to give you everything that's on the invoice. It's gonna give you the nickname. It's gonna give you the invoice number. It's gonna give you the shipping name, the URL even. Um, it's gonna give you the invoice creator, the salesperson, right? It's gonna give you customer due dates, totals. It will give you the line items as well uh, and so, you know, if you had a, a filter running that way, you could filter out by line items. Um, but the filter is going to be something that you have to test over and over again, because you're basically cramming a bunch of data against a sift and you're seeing what surfaces from it. Um, but the filter is one that I use very, very heavily. Um, and that's something that's whether or not it should occur. Another filter, another, um, uh, another one that Zapier offers is going to be um, the delay function. The delay function is what everyone, you know, what everyone's been asking about of the review email that we send out. Um, delay it for five days, delay it for one week. Um, you know, you could also say something along the lines of, uh, you know, if a status, you know, um, stays in a certain period for a certain time, then do this, right? So 
if a status is in art out for approval, wait 24 hours and then send them this, right? If they're in the same boat, right? So it's gonna do kind of two tests, right? The delay function. Um, and then uh, the last one is formatter. Formatter is going to take raw text, HTML, anything you possibly have, and it's gonna format it in such a way that other applications might like it. So um, one of the big things that I have in my Zapier is what I call a burner account in Gmail. So I basically, whenever I, I create a Zap, or whenever I create a status note change notification, I also will send it to a burner email. And this is kind of some tough, tough things to follow, but I'm gonna go into my Printavo right now and I'll show you one instance. Um, job start. I send that email, I, when, when the status hits job start, I send it to burner at campus.inc. Can the delay tell the customer to approve the art if it's sat too long? Yeah, Justin, so that would basically say, if the status is in this state for more than one day, go into your Gmail, send the customer a follow-up email with this invoice URL and tell them to approve it, right? That's actually, that's a pretty, pretty, that, that's not terribly hard to do. But going back to the, the burner email, the burner email, an email is the only way to get a true timestamp of any status change. And that's my way that we track it. So job start and job stop, I send it to burner at campus.inc. And then what I do on Zapier is I search for anything with the status that says job start. And then I take the time and I graph it in Google Docs. But basically what I'm doing is that email then turns into my trigger, that burner at campus.inc turns into my trigger. So I basically just have, and I can open up the burner email right now. Um, it, it auto archives quite a bit. Um, but uh, let's see here, burner. Burner at campus.inc. Status change to picked up. That's because we send out our review emails via when the status is in that state. Um, so it's basically all of these status changes right now are creating a timestamp somewhere in Zapier. I'll give you a, another instance right here where we do that. Um, build online store. We build a lot of merch stores. So basically whenever that status changes to build online store, we send it to the right employee but we also send it over to the burner account so we can make a list of how often we've built online stores, right? You guys see how that works? So you, I implore everyone to create a burner account and at least just start copying things over from there because when you copy over that data and you have it in Gmail, we can then search Gmail for that data. Um, and it's very easy to search because you know the invoice name, the invoice number, the email address, all that stuff is right there um, in, in that email. So I'm kind of stepping ahead of myself right now, um, but uh, you know that, that's something that everyone should do. 
Um, so to keep going, um, you know, I'll show everyone really quickly how to create the reviews app or what we would do. But I just want everyone to walk through the mental thought process of what happens um, when we think through a zap. So say we wanna send out a review email that just asks us to, to send a review on, on Google or whatever that is. The easiest way to do that is to create a status and just create a status literally in Printavo called give us a review, right? And every single week you would go in and you would just say review, 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 review. And then it would send uh, a status change notification to the customer. The customer would get an email from Printavo saying your order status has been changed to review us. And then you might be like, and then they, they would, you know, give you a review. But that doesn't look so great because then they might see that you're doing it. It's not very automated, right? So that would be like step one. If you're not doing that already, just build a status called review us and at least start with that. Step two would be um, when you manually change that status, send it to the burner email so that you can send a personalized email from your Gmail so it looks like you're coming from your Gmail account or your G Suite account. So that would take away the status change notification wording, but all that would do, it would be a nice, a nice email from you know, Steven at Campus Inc saying, hey, go ahead and, and, and leave us a review. It would look like it came exactly from your Gmail account. Um, and that would be kind of the intermediate way to do it, right, 1.0. If we want to take it a step further, we would say when a status changes and it includes these different statuses, right? Delay it and then send an email. So if you notice, we're adding a little bit every time to our zap, right? We started with no zap, just using just what Printavo has out of the box. And then we added, uh, you know, one thing just to send a more personalized email. And then we added one more piece that says, you know, delay it for five days, right? We're to the point now, um, Jared from Rockford Art Deli, um, he and, and Justin from Oklahoma, uh, they have awesome reviews on their Google. And I was really jealous. Um, because they pay a really good service to do it. And I hopped on a call with them and I was just like, I'm just gonna figure out a way to build it. Um, they've got like literally 800 five-star reviews each. It's incredible. Um, but I realized that in order to do it the same way this company was doing it, I would have to get very savvy about the way it sent out reviews. So the way our zap works is when a status changes and it's been in that picked up, delivered, or shipped for more than five days. The first thing we do is we check to see if the customer is on our do not send list, okay? Because we don't want to send a customer an email twice, right? Um, and we don't want to send it, uh, <laughs> we don't want to send it redundantly if a customer has placed five orders in a row, right? So we check a Google Doc to see if they have, uh, um, to see if, if they're on our do not send list, all right? Then we send them an email 
And if they're not on the do not send list, we then add them to an email list that says we've already sent them a review, okay? Uh, and that basically is so that we don't over bother people. And basically then I go in manually and as I get reviews, I might add people to that list, right? I might add people to that list. Um, or if I have customers I don't want reviews from because you know occasionally you get those, you might add those people to your list. Um, and so since we've started doing this, we average like, I don't know, four or five a week. It's gradual. Um, it's nothing like the, you know, signpost or trust pilot or birds or whatever like that. But, you know, our presence now has, you know, we got 60, I don't know, 40, 50 reviews. Um, and it just kind of runs in the background. Um, and that's our way of doing it. Now, uh, I'm going to still take it another step further you know, and try to make it retargeting basically. Like I can search if we got the review or if we didn't get the review, then we should send them another email later down the road, right? So what I'm saying is like when everyone leaves here today, start really, really small with Zapier, like something tiny, literally make it, you know, um, when, and, and it doesn't have to be with Printavo, you know? Uh, it could just be, uh, I'll give you guys another example. When we get a payment on Stripe, you know, put their name in a Google Doc. So when a new charge comes in, take that email address and create a row in a spreadsheet, right? So when we get a payment, because we do a lot of merch payments, um, and I really don't have a way of taking that customer data right now. So when we get a charge in Stripe, um, and watch this, filter, when that charge is less than, we'll just say when that charge is less than, uh, let's just say 50 bucks. So it only filters out small online orders. Then let's add it to a Google doc. Um, let's add it to um, a Google doc. And uh, I don't have any loaded in right now. Um, add it to a Google doc and just keep it running to know all my customers who have ordered from um, a merch store um, until you know Bruce delivers the tools or whatever that we need to get all that customer data. Um, I realized that with merch, I had, you know, we had 500 to 1,000 transactions a week of all these individual people. And I was like, oh my gosh, I have to capture their email addresses. And so I just said, all right, I know that they're paying through Stripe. So if the order is under 50 bucks, let's just add them to, you know, our MailChimp or add them to a Google Doc. Um, and some of these zaps that you set, you might set it and forget it, literally. Um, like I have a zap that I run um, to see how often my artist has to reproof artwork. And um, it's one of those things that, you know, I only maybe look at once a month. But it shows me as a business owner, how often are we reproofing art, right? So I have one called metrics, right? And literally 
it just shows the timestamp of when our art department goes through all the different stages, right? Hey, just when we go through this, just track it on a Google Doc. And what I do is I look at this job and I say, okay, 11738, our art department took four days. We reproofed it, proof out for approval, online store mockups. And I can start to look at the timestamp and how they're working and say, okay, that order, good. You know, we got a proof approval very quickly. Um, or why did this order get reproofed, you know, six or seven times? And so maybe I just want to look at, you know, reproof and see how often we're reproofing stuff. This thing literally runs, there's thousands of lines in there. But what it shows me is then I can go back and look at the business and say, all right, are we not spending time on the phone with them? Are we not, uh, you know, are, are we not, why are we reproofing so much? Do we need to start charging an art fee? You know, is this the same customer that's reproofing or is this a certain type of customer um, that that's reproofing? So, you know, that's one of those things where it's like, you wish you kind of knew like, oh, I wonder, just create a zap for it, track it, let it run in the background and take a look at it, you know, once a year, once every six months, um, when you want to start to see things and be like, huh, you know, that, that's, that's really interesting. Um, you know, Justin from Barrel Maker was talking about incentives for employees. See how, you know, few times your, your artists have to reproof because that means they're doing their job right the first time. They're saving you money. They're saving themselves work and your customers are happy. So if you show them that number every month and say, hey, you only had to reproof 20 times this month. Last month you had to do 40. I'm proud of you for doing a better job and a thorough job up front, right? Whatever that is. Um, there's so many ways that you can look at these, look at the metrics that you have. Um, you know, the other one that we're doing is press speed, job start, job stop. I just want to know when they start the job, when they stop the job, um, just so I can get a time study of how fast we're going. Um, and you know, I sh tell them every week, hey guys, you need to make sure you hit job start, job stop. Otherwise I can't do a good job scheduling because it's the only way I'm gonna learn how to schedule if you guys hit that button, right? And so, you know, when I meet with the printers or whoever it may be, I might say, hey, we didn't hit job stop on these. And, you know, look at how crammed our Friday was, you know, we need to be better about this for scheduling purposes, right? So, you know, the metrics that you can track are not hard to do in Zapier. Um, they're really like, they're very elementary. Um, but my challenge for everyone when you get off is just try to do one Zap that you might have not thought of that was out of the box. And if you're in the Printavo user group, share it. Um, you know, if, if you're willing to share it, because like, that's how we're going to get really good at this. Um, I, I keep rebuilding these zaps like all the time. Um, I turn them off. I turn them on. There's ones I like, there's ones I don't like, um, you know, and, and I'm sure that there's people out there that can build some zaps that are wild. Um, what we're going to do is kind of, uh, you know, answer some questions. Um, and then, um, we're going to set up for next call. Next call is where I'm going to go into some of the like uh, high level. Can you show your job start, job stop, jab, zap? Um, sure. Press speed. Uh, 
I'll show you that in a sec, Justin. Um, it basically just charts start stop. Uh, I'll find it in a minute. But anyways, um, I'm gonna go through the you know how to do uh, reformatting because reformatting is where you can capture a lot of data and then you can try and use it in some way, shape, or form. Um, and that would be something that is gonna, you know, everyone's gonna have to have a base level understanding. So next week we're gonna do, or not next week, I think two weeks from now, we're gonna do formatting um, and then multi, 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 multi-line zaps. Um, so open it up to questions. Um, all right. Uh, buh, 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 buh. Would love to know if possible you can make a task that a zap creates to a particular job number than just a regular task. Would love to know how you can make a task that a zap creates if it's applied to a particular job number. I might need a little bit of explaining there on what you're looking to do. Um, you could assign a specific task to a job uh, and that would be done by formatting. So whenever this happens, find the invoice associated to it and then create a task. Um, I think it, it can be done. I don't do a lot of task apps, to be honest. Um, is, it is it possible to capture payments with Shopify instead of PayPal? Um, Shopify has its own payment platform. Um, Basically, when we take an order in from Shopify, um, we take the amount and then we mark it as paid as credit card, but it doesn't go through the payment processor. Uh, so you're not necessarily taking the payment through Printavo. You're just showing that a payment was made through Shopify, right? And then you're marking it as paid in Printavo. So say you get a big order um, and a charge comes through on your Shopify, you can then create that amount in Printavo, market is paid um, that way. Um, ba, 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 ba. Have you had any uh, have you had any success getting tasks to stick to a particular job once zaps are created? Um, again, I don't do a lot of the tasks. I can mess around with it and let you guys know. Um, but uh, I'll, I'll work on that. I haven't done that. Um, Justin, I will show you trackers, press speed. Um, here it is. Only continue. So if you want to see press speed, choose an app, um, find the data, right? Only continue if it contains job start and job stop create a spreadsheet in a Google Doc, right? And it just literally charts it. So then you can just do the difference between the invoices that are exactly the same. Um, cool. What other questions? I'm open to questions. Is there a way to capture merch store name for Stripe payments? Um, uh, there's not a way now, but message me because uh, there is like something separate, James, that I can show you a little bit about. Um, they're working on, on something in the description of, of merch payments. Um, all right. If there are no other questions, 
How is your printable showing time on the side screen? Um, so this is the weekly view right here. Um, and the weekly view has times, I believe that is in premium and I believe you can get it turned on. Um, and that's something that's, you can message Jess about there. So I know today was, uh, LM, you know, we kind of started from the ground level. Can you share a Google doc of your statuses? No, I can't. Um, that's my business. Sorry. <laughs> um, I just don't want them out uh, and about. I can give you guys a couple of them um, to do, but, uh, but um, there's not, can't, can't give you everything. Um, any other questions? Any other questions? No? Cool. Oh, Jess says that the weekly calendar is available on all, all tiers, um, but everyone who's on this call needs to be on premium from Tavo. So do that. Um, yeah, cool. My favorite zap. <sighs> Justin, you're not gonna like this. Um, Justin uses everything in print. Did we get a screenshot of Justin's calendar? No, we didn't. But if you come to the next Zap webinar, Justin will show you his uh, Printavo. See what I did there? Um, my favorite Zap I use is something where we actually use monday.com um, just to do some different project managing in the shop as far as like different fulfillment. Um, and I'm able to map it, uh, you know, and then everyone gets different notifications based on their department and things like that. Um, I will say that Bruce and Bruce has showed me the groundwork for production scheduling. And then I basically tried to build it in Monday a little bit. Um, but that's my favorite zap. I think my other favorite zap was the review one, just cause I felt good about it that I didn't have to pay 300 bucks a month for signpost. Um, that's a that's one that I really really like. Um, I also like the payment one because it's nice to make money. Um, um, T-shirt Express. How about sending a text message once an order status moves to completing completed? Yeah, that can be done using Twilio. Literally, I don't even think you need Zapier. You just need to enable Twilio on your back end. Um, uh, and so basically what happens is uh, you would set up messaging, you sign up for a Twilio account, and then it'll send a text when that status hits. Um, can we see a zap to invite us to the next webinar? Well, that would be cool. Uh, maybe at the end of it, I'll do it. Um, what happens to the knucklehead that changes a wrong status and then automation dogs are let loose? Um, Zapier runs um, every five minutes, so it is doing a scrape. So if you if 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 you change something to a status and then flip it right back, Zap sometimes won't catch it. So you have to be careful. Um, do, 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 can we? Any other questions? Any other questions? Tyler, Tyler, Tyler. What's Tyler's question? Um, what, oh, that knucklehead. Okay. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you know, 
how would I, how would I um, create a zap to invite you guys all to that? Um, let's see if I can do this. I don't know. So I would look at crowd, uh, Crowdcast, which is available on Zapier. I would say, um, let's see, triggers at the end of a session when a participant has not shown up. Oh, this is fun. So let's create a Zap right now that uh, oh, I need the API keys. Um, I could literally send everyone a message saying, hey, you missed my webinar and you signed up for it. So F off, but come to the next one. That would be kind of cool. But yeah, literally like you could just search two apps in there and, and do it. Um, this is your trigger that something is not working. Um, pay attention. Oh, Justin, Oklahoma Shirt Company. When zaps fail, uh, make sure that you subscribe to those emails because a zap could fail because there's not the right data in there. And then you're like, why didn't this go through? Oh, we didn't put a customer email in there. So the zap failed, right? Um, so you could create a zap that sends you a text whenever you get a failure. Um, that is a big one right there, especially when you're running a ton of zaps next to each other. Cool. Well, guys, it's been uh, fun. Um, you can email me, um, steven at steven.inc. My website, steven.inc. Um, I can help people out individually here and there. Um, I love talking about zaps and automation and just like thinking through things. Um, so if anyone wants to chat, I think it would be really, really powerful if people shared what zaps they discovered. Um, but hopefully today was helpful, wasn't super overwhelming. But um, the review guide that um, Luke made is awesome. Awesome, 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 awesome. So everyone have a wonderful Friday. Get back to your shop and hope, hopefully your Friday isn't, isn't crazy. Hopefully it's, uh, it's settling nicely and there's no, no chaos going on. So have a great, uh, great weekend and we'll talk in two weeks. Only kind of overwhelming. Try it out. Let me know if you have questions. See you guys.